Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm Jessica Krauser. And I'm Brian Baker. And today we have with us Lisa Palmisano. That is correct. Yes. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Good. So Lisa is uh, uh, is a uh, individual living with Parkinson's as well. She is uh, has joined the Young Onset online group that uh, Eric and I started uh, a year ago. And um, so through our conversations, she's been sharing uh, a therapy, if you will, that um, is helping her with her Parkinson's and it's uh, all about artwork. So uh. we wanted to have Lisa on just to talk about her journey, but then talk about how art is a therapy. We haven't really touched on that yet. We talk a lot about exercise, which is still important. But there's so many aspects of this um, of this disease that you know there's other you know therapeutic routes I think that people can go towards. So, with that, Lisa, why don't you take us a little bit, like, just share a little bit about your journey with Parkinson's, how long you had it, and uh, and then we can talk about how you discovered art as your therapy. Yeah. So I was diagnosed when I was 39. I had a mild tremor. And I actually had the classic symptoms of Parkinson's. I didn't swing my arm when I walked. And my foot would lock up, and I had dystonia. And I was about to turn 40. My husband and I had done some half marathons, and we're going to run a marathon. And when I was training, my foot would just cramp. And I would show people, and they were like, that's weird. So I went to my doctor and she told me I was just stressed. But she sent me to the podiatrist hoping, you know, maybe he could help my foot. And the podiatrist I went to was a friend of a friend and he had discussed with our friend who was a surgeon my condition and basically when I went there, he looked at my foot, but he ended up sending me to a neurologist. And by that point, I looked up all my symptoms and I figured I had Parkinson's. And the neurologist confirmed that. So for the first 10 years, I pretty much rode my bike every day, rain, shine, cold, hot. And I didn't um, progress very much. And then when I went back to work and I stopped exercising, I progressed more. And two years ago, well, I think, yeah, I had DBS, and that was a game changer for me. It was very helpful. I have not had dystonia at all, which is awesome. And probably like a year, year and a half before that is when I started painting a lot more. I painted furniture first, and then I started making gifts for people. And then I started making paintings, and pretty much if you know me, you will get a painting from me at some point in time. But Did you paint before you had Parkinson's, or is this something new? No. I had never taken an art class or anything. I am creative, though. I'm, I was like an over-the-top mom for birthday parties, <laughs> and I sewed. And I, I like being creative. And I could walk you around my house. It's, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, like I have paintings everywhere. Uh huh. 
My husband is pretty nice about it. <laughs> That's good. That's one. Let's see. Are I don't you, know. Are you selling any? Um, I haven't really tried. I do it more gifting. Mm-hmm. But um, I've even painted the walls. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Like murals? Yeah, we have um, little niches mm -hmm. and and I painted the sea turtle and, oh my god that's so cool yeah and then in my laundry room I even painted little sea turtle and fish <laughs> that is so cute <laughs> so. so tell us more about like what is it does it help at all, like with your symptoms or your feelings, or like what does it do from a Parkinson standpoint for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, when your medications wear off mm -hmm. and you tell you're getting off, um, I just like feel the need to paint. <laughs> kind of weird. When it, you're coming, when I you're coming off of like off your meds, like you're you're on off times. No, it's more like every day I like to paint something, which is probably why I have my walls painted and my bottom of my washer dryer yeah. painted. So, so does it help with your tremor, or um, do you tremor when you're painting? I don't really. I mean, that was one of my first symptoms, but my medication helps with my tremor. So I rarely tremor when I'm painting at all, unless I'm like going off or, my biggest thing after DBS was I felt so much better. I would forget to take my medicine for like six or seven hours and by that point it'd be completely worn off. So now I set my alarm and then <clears throat> I can stay relatively normal. So you mentioned this in the beginning and I'm just curious about it because You've, you've had Parkinson's now for 10 years, you said? Yeah, a little over that. But in the beginning, you weren't working and then you went back to work? Yeah. How long were you not working for? Uh, let's see. I think like five years. And then you went back I, to work and then you noticed more symptoms? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because I used to bike every day at least okay. three miles, if not five. So or are you more. are you still working now? Um, no, I've been trying to get a job, and I keep telling everyone I have Parkinson's. So I, my husband's like, "You have to stop doing that." <laughs> so, did you ever look into doing anything with with art? Yeah, I mean, a job just came up. It's the I thought it was working for Disney, but it's the vendor for Disney uh -huh. doing caricatures. I've never done caricatures, but I was starting to practice. Hmm. So, I mean, anything I think people want to do, if you practice enough, you can get pretty good at it. So, Have you ever connected with anybody else, like in the Parkinson's community, like anybody else who does like artists artwork because I, I actually do hear of that a lot mm -hmm. I didn't know if you ever looked no, into but that's kind of fun to have like a group you know and they could come do art mm-hmm 
Even just like, because yeah. I, I remember it was one of the girls in our group. You have like, like a Rotari and painting. Like Rotari and painting. <laughs> um, so how do you feel that your your art has changed over time and how do you feel that it helps helps you through the disease, I guess? Or does it help you? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, sometimes I feel like <laughs> kind of like a little kid who draws a colors a picture and gives it to people <laughs> because I just like to make things for people and give it to them. My daughters play Division One lacrosse, and both of their coaches I've given different. <laughs> one of them, the coach has gotten a lot of paintings. The other one, I've my daughter transferred, so she's only gotten two, but. Mm-hmm. The one has them up in her office, and then the other one, she, um, they're building the new lacrosse facility, and they're uh-huh. going to put both the paintings in there, so that's, that's awesome. kind of cool. So we have one of your paintings, well, we have two of them, one behind Brian, and then one behind me, and um, and you, we, the one you have, it says, keep moving, we put that in Melissa's gym at PD Next Steps, but they're oh. all elephants for Parkinson's, so can you tell us about, like, what... What's the uh, what's the deal with the elephant? <laughs> I love it, by the way. I didn't know a couple of years ago it was like World Parkinson's Day. Uh-huh. And I just saw it on social media. And I think I wanted to paint something for Parkinson's. So I was looking and I found this elephant and I guess gray is the color from Parkinson's. They give us a really fun color. Hmm. <laughs> Although I actually do like gray. But, um, I don't know. I mean, there's no explanation. I just found a bunch of pictures of elephants. So I made a picture for the University of Florida. I don't know what happened to it. (laughs) But I also made t-shirts for my girls lacrosse team and they wore them when they warmed up before their game. Uh And they were great great t-shirts with an elephant with a lacrosse stick. And so that was cool. And, um, I think it's like the elephant in the room. So many people, when they get diagnosed, are misdiagnosed. And I like to, when I go to the University of Florida, and they have a med student shadowing in the movement disorder clinic, because I think it's good for them to all know, you know, what symptom, symptoms are mm-hmm. Parkinson's, recognize it, and diagnose it correctly. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I, so the elephant to me is just kind of the adopted symbol for Parkinson's. I don't know if it's official, but. It is to her. It is now for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I actually, I like that. I mean, that whole, that whole backstory. And does it, has, you know, whether people have seen the, the Parkinson's paintings or just your own, has it, has it enabled you to share your Parkinson's story like do you talk about it or are you open about it with people and is that like part of your like way to come out to individuals about it yeah I'm, I'm pretty open <laughs> so um yeah I mean you know I did take one art class recently because I went to an art fair locally and mm-hmm. this lady was teaching and I had more of a hard time with my dyskinesia mm-hmm. because the wiggly and she's like, D- 
just hold the brush and barely tap it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I can do that. I'm wiggling off the chair. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I definitely find art very therapeutic and it, it's kind of, it's not like a drug, but I mean, it's kind of like when I do it, it relaxes me. Uh-huh. And I like to have something to paint, so that's why I probably figure out so many things to paint for people and give them away. And then that makes me happy. Yeah. So how can others who are, you know, dealing with Parkinson's who aren't into art or, you know, have any background like it, like, you know, I know you did not either, but how can they incorporate art in their lives? Like, how did you start? Yeah, because I have no artistic talent whatsoever. (laughs) But like, how did you know that that, like, what did you start with to know, like, and then realize, like, wow, this makes me relax, you know? Yeah. I mean... I just would get a canvas and some paint and pens and just go for it and just try to see how it feels to draw something. There's tons of YouTube tutorials, so you could use markers, you can use crayons, oil, Mm -hmm. pastels. I mean, there's just watercolor. I don't do watercolor because I'm just too impatient. if you don't wait for the colors to dry and they mix, they look, they turn out gray. But I do acrylics on canvas mainly because you can always paint over it if you mess up and you can mush the colors together and mm-hmm. they won't get too yucky looking. Yeah. So. That's very cool. Have you picked up anything after like being diagnosed? Like um, any hobbies? Just this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a, that could be a hobby, but yeah. I know I actually tried doing some sort of like crafting in my basement recently, but yeah, that how's was How's that going? Yeah, I did it like twice and I haven't done it again, but I don't know. What did you do? I just started like I cuz I was up in the middle of the night, uh, I don't know, the, every night, but like a couple a month or so back and I just started googling things and i was on uh like hobby lobby website and seeing all the stuff for like mason jars and things you can do with it for the holidays so i was like oh like i should have like a crafting station in my basement to like just to do something different or if, like if i'm ever up and i don't want to you know watch tv or yeah, how's that going again like i said i've only done it like twice yeah it, it's all set up it's good nice little setup isn't yeah it? yeah like but yeah so everybody can everybody has their thing but i know that there are a bunch of you know artists out there um or people who have found art so um i'm happy that you found that as part of your therapy and and hopefully i mean maybe you can even start your own little online community with other artists um and share your stories but i think that that's that's really great that you found something like that to help you through the journey thanks i think everyone should you know, have things that inspire them, make them happy, keep them motivated and positive. Mm-hmm. Art is that for me. And if someone doesn't feel that way, maybe they should, you know, try to paint. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Thanks. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lisa, so much for joining us. I really appreciate you coming on. And thank you for the paintings. I really appreciate those as well. It's, it, it's, we're going to actually dress up our one side wall that has nothing on it right now. So uh, you'll see more of that. But, um, but thank you. You're welcome. 
I'm happy for so, you to have them. Yeah. In our last 30 seconds, I'll leave you with this. As Lisa said, you know, focusing on things that work for you is really important to make sure that you're keeping yourself happy, doing things that help you on this journey, but ultimately doing things that maybe make others happy as well. Lisa creates these paintings because it's something that she loves to do, but she also likes to gift it as well. So just because you're on this PD journey doesn't mean that there aren't things that you can do that help yourself and maybe make others happy at the same time. So with that, we will see you next time. Thanks. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast you are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.